This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Gwendolyn Lislin. And I'm Tori Phantom. This episode goes out to all the people who email us. We do read those and we love your stories, fails, wins, and questions. In fact, we love them so much. This episode is made up of folks who emailed us. Welcome to our second email roundup. That would have been cool if it was all echoey and epic, like, like, but cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it would have been, but I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't either, but I do know how to set the timer. So let's do that. Okay, here we go. So our first email comes from Betty J. We have shielded personal information. So Betty J. asks us, can you gentle parent a one-year-old? I'm trying desperately to gentle parent, use positive reinforcement and the like, but occasionally a sharp no has to be used. My problem is that he seems to listen to nothing, whether it be gentle or sharp. What is an effective way to get the point across without devolving into constantly yelling? This is a great question. It's a great question with a seemingly disappointing answer. Yes, I I want to be clear here that my answer is not condescending or dismissive. But when we are talking about a one-year-old, the parenting is different. The parenting is Mm -hmm. so different before our kids can effectively communicate with us and we're just kind of talking at them, hoping they understand. And Mm -hmm. so it takes time. It takes time. And I also think it might be really beneficial for you to change the way you are viewing gentle parenting mm-hmm. because gentle parenting at its core is not just sounding like Miss Rachel all the time and yeah. never yeah. showing any sort of negative emotion. It is okay that you use a sharp no sometimes with a one-year-old. <laughs> yes. It's important. I mean, it's it's that kind of thing. It's, it goes back to that old saying of, you know, would you rather yell at your kid because they're about to touch the hot stove or let them touch it? Yeah. You know, those that's it's a valid thing that we're looking at here. It's one of those things that we have railed against several times is gentle is the wrong word for describing the the type of parenting, because it does, especially if you've got a one year old, if you've only been parenting for one year or less than and you're like, well, gentle parenting means being gentle. It doesn't. It doesn't, though. No, it it means that we do care about their feelings. Yeah. Right. We are prioritizing their experience as a human and we are not aggressively disciplining in a physical way. But it does mean there is discipline. There are consequences and we are people with feelings. And it's important that our kids see that. But one year olds are hard. That's a that's a hard time to parent. You you absolutely can gentle or responsively parent before your kid has a a good grasp on the language. For us, it's English. For you, it's English. But you know, whatever language you speak at home, 
you can gentle parent, but that's mostly about you. That's mostly thinking about how you are responding, what your expectations are. I recommend something that I call the three R's, which is reinforce, redirect, and repeat. You reinforce that this isn't a behavior that I want you to do. You redirect them to anything that's not that. And then you repeat it over and over and over again until it finally catch on. seeps I in. I promise. They do. They really, they, they do. do catch on. But that the first couple of years of parenting, I think really the focus in becoming a responsive, intentional, gentle parent isn't so much about teaching your kid all the things as much as mm-hmm. realizing what the triggers are for you, what sends you into a very dysregulated state. Once we recognize Mm -hmm. that, we can start working on tools to regulate ourselves. And then you'll find you will be yelling less because now you have a better toolbox for regulation skills that you then, Mm -hmm. as your child begins to communicate more, you can teach to them. So it's kind of like a, a new type of cycle where you're really focusing on taking care of your own feelings and then you get to help take care of theirs as well. Well, and keep in mind that gentle parenting does not create gentle children. That's not how child development works. Not even at all. They're still going to push every boundary. They're still going to lose their shit. You're still going to lose your shit. Even if you're a pro at regular, you're still going to lose your shit. They're absolutely going to trigger you. But it does equip you to manage your responses and expectations. You're going to spend a ton of time thinking this isn't working because your kids are still very much acting like kids. But by the time they start acting the way you're trying to teach them to act, it means you've done it. They've probably reached adulthood and now they're gentle people. (laughs) Right. And when we're talking about little ones specifically, and well, they just don't seem to be listening to anything. I told them to put their shoes on. I told them it was time to go. I have this joke I have always used with my kids because they will often, you know, dig their heels in, especially when they were little, really dig their heels in. I don't want to go. I don't want to, you know, the Mm -hmm. transitions are hard. And I would say to them, well, do you know why they make small children small? Because you're mobile. And then you just scoop them (laughs) up and move them. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. That's the joke. You're mobile. I can, I can move you. (laughs) Even with my five-year-olds, I still use a lot. I don't want to go in my room or I don't want to go to bed or I don't want to get in the car. All right. You have a choice here. I'm going to give you some autonomy in this. You can get in the car or I can put you in the car, but both results in you being in the car. (laughs) Yeah. Both both outcomes are the same, but you have a choice in the way it goes. Love that for you. (laughs) I don't want to do that. I don't remember asking. (laughs) Right. That is still gentle parenting. And I think that's, that's why we hate the term so much is, am I being a snarktastic asshole right now? Yes. But I'm also clearly communicating a boundary. I am letting them make a choice not to ignore me. And you're letting them be mad. You can be frustrated about this. Be mad in the car mm-hmm. because we're all getting in the car now. <laughs> it's it's the unfortunate mix up of gentle parenting and permissive parenting that I think we run into head on a lot. And gentle parenting doesn't mean that you can't show your feelings or get frustrated. It really just means that you are intentionally dealing with your feelings in a way that isn't going to harm your child. Now, your kid can be mad without you harming them, right? They're allowed to not love the decisions you're making, but you're not 
harming them because you're mad, right? That's there's a difference. And and I think that's an important thing to note. But when your olds are hard, it it gets better, I promise. It does. It really does. Do you have scents that you like that are just odd? Like I enjoy the scent of sunscreen. Sunscreen makes me think of those really awesome summers when I was little. And my mom said I could go play in the sprinkler. And I just discovered a product that smells like sunscreen, but better. It doesn't have that chemically scent. It smells citrusy and bright. And it's made with seaweed. It's the lotion and body oil from Osea. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil has a bright and familiar tropical citrusy scent. It's like your dream beach vacation in a bottle. But it's not just about the daydream evoking scent. This rich, never greasy body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow like you just returned from a tropical getaway. This absorbs so cleanly, smells so amazing, and it's made with really clean, sustainable, cruelty-free, climate-neutral certified ingredients. I love that. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code CHILDPROOF at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code childproof for 10% off. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to stow away those jackets and sweaters and break out the shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. I've now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. My favorite summer offering from Quince is their super soft, almost silky basic tees. Like, I am definitely in my basic tea era. Some cute little shorts, maybe a little lace, definitely some sparkles on the butts because I live in Oklahoma. And then just a basic tea, French tucked, and some bracelets. I look amazing. I feel comfortable. And I saved so much money getting really high quality clothing from. Quince. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash childproof for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash childproof. Now we have another email from Samantha S., And she says, I have always had an issue with noticing when the tone of my voice is not coming across the way I mean for it to. My daughter is about to be 10 and I don't want my tone to affect her the way my mother's did me because she also has the same issue. Do you have any tips for how to know when your tone isn't the right tone? So I love this question so fucking much because you are 50% of the way there ma'am. The fact that you, Samantha, and anyone else listening that's also like, oh my God, yes, I have such an issue policing my tone. I know it's a problem. You are 50% of the way there in fixing it because you recognize that sometimes my tone comes across 
not the way I meant it to. Sometimes I sound like a bitch or I sound like I'm being really permissive or I sound angry when I'm not or sarcastic when I'm being serious. Like I have an issue with the tone. That's half the battle is recognizing that you want to do better. That recognizing that your mom's tone was fucking with you. So I just casual info drop here. I wrote a book and in it, there (laughs) is an intoxication. (laughs) I hate you. In it, there is an entire chapter that responsive parenting begins with you. So it's so fucking cool that you're asking really good questions there. You know, you've got tone issues and honestly, big same. It is a constant battle for me to maintain my tone and express it correctly. So I can police my face, but my tone and phrasing will betray me every time. Now you're on to finding ways to regulate. If you know you're going to have to say something and you're like, this could come across wrong, nothing needs to be handled immediately. Almost nothing needs to be handled immediately. You can take a breath. You can take a pause. Only emergencies need to be handled right away. That is one of my parenting mantras. But I will tell you how I manage not knowing if my tone is correct, because this is something I've struggled with my whole life. Uh, People telling me that, (laughs) hey, that was kind of rude. And I'm like, was it? Uh, That wasn't the intention. And okay, so this is uh, something that I've struggled with, not just in parenting, just in general. I don't get much control over the way my tone comes across or how people perceive it, even if I think I'm doing a good job. So what I like to do (laughs) is I tone indicator my sentences. And so if it's something that might be a tricky thing to say, and I'm not sure how my tone is, I will say to my kid, like, hey, I'm not upset with you. I'm feeling frustrated because xyz but i'm not upset Mm -hmm. with you and so while my tone might be coming across more aggressive than usual it isn't about you and then we can continue right and so it's giving that space to let them know like hey this is why my tone is here and here's the thing even if i am frustrated with them that's okay too right they're allowed to be frustrated Mm -hmm. with me i'm allowed to be frustrated with them it's kind of it's a balancing game right with how we communicate that. But there is a difference between saying, hey, I am frustrated because you're not listening to me right now. And I mm-hmm. know that I sound frustrated. I'm allowed to be because I am. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to yell at you like I'm trying not to yell at you or to end up in this space where we're going to have an argument. But this is how I'm feeling right now. So instead of trying to just control my tone, what I do is I communicate my feelings while I'm using whatever tone. Mm-hmm. And it's it's worked pretty well for us. I have gotten to the point in my tone regulation where I can immediately identify, oh, that came out wrong, either because I heard it, like it sounded different in my head. And then when it actually came out of my mouth, it it was completely, no, I yeah. saw how that went wrong. I, that was bad. Or like I watched my kids or my husband or my friend's faces go, uh, like, you know, that, that face they make when they're trying to puzzle out what the fuck uh-huh. you just said to them and why? Yep. I've gotten good at immediately recognizing that my tone was incorrect or misconstrued. And so I will say, hey, will you go clean your room now? Ooh, sorry, that came out bitchy. Will you please go clean your room? Like, it's just an immediate, I recognized that it was wrong. I acknowledged it and I tried again immediately without the edge or without the shittiness behind it that I definitely felt could have been construed. And that's a thing that we do too, because I've talked about this before with my kids. If they have the shitty tone, 
and they come at me mm-hmm. with some snark and I will look at them and yeah. I was, I'll say, I'm going to give you a chance to try that again. I don't like <laughs> yes. how you said that to me. And there's no like snark mm-hmm. in my response. It's not like, oh, try that again. It's literally like, hey, I don't know if you meant to say that to me that way. Like, I'm going to give yeah. you a chance to try that again. And it's that moment of recognition for them. Like, oh, and I'm the same as you. I'm going to try that again. That was, yeah. I don't like how I said that. <laughs> I mean, just last week, I I brought my kids to school. I hadn't slept well the night before. And mornings for me, I do a lot better in the mornings than I used two years ago. But some mornings, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was, I was grumpy. Oh my goodness. And I could recognize how I was being grumpy. And I did not need to be that way. Like nobody, nobody was doing anything wrong, but it was like, I just, you know, you're just on one some days and you're Mm -hmm. just like, everything is wrong. And so I was trying, I was just biting my tongue because I'm like, I need to not talk to anybody while I'm feeling this way. And I communicated that like, hey guys, I'm just not going to say much because I'm, I'm apparently Mm -hmm. really grumpy this morning, but I got, I got myself together. And on the ride to school, I said, I am so sorry for how grumpy I was this morning. That was none of your faults. And if I hurt your feelings, I'm I'm so sorry. You didn't deserve that. And they were all so understanding about it because like they have bad mornings too sometimes. It's it's well, great. And that's, it's that's that the other thing is if you if you know you're entering a space or a time or a zone um that you're automatically gonna struggle with because it's stressful, because you're tired, whatever it is. Um, I know I get hangry real bad around lunchtime. So on the weekends, I'll straight up say, Hey, I am not feeling my best right now. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to sit over here and do this thing. I'm going to sit over here and decompress. This is something that I need to be the best mom I can be. Um, So, and it's still responsive parenting. It's boundary setting and it's teaching Mm -hmm. them how to assess their own needs and set their own boundaries. They learn that not through us constantly setting boundaries for them all the time, but they, it's really important to that for them to watch us set our own boundaries. Look, I feel a bad mood and I fear if we do not provide this level of separation, if we do not stay in our own zones here, I'm going to say some stupid shit that neither of us is going to like. I don't want to make this your problem. I need to take a break for five minutes. I'm going to be in my room. The door is not locked. You can come in if you need me, but please Mm -hmm. try not to need me for just five minutes so that I can calm myself down and regulate myself so that I don't Mm -hmm. make my bad mood your problem. That's what I'm trying to prevent here. And they usually are really responsive to that. Yeah. Yeah. There are times that I preemptively do that. They haven't done a damn thing wrong. They haven't done anything to trigger me. They've been very nice and very good. And I'm just... It's a bad mood. And so I'll be like, I'm going to pour you your cereal. We're not going to say much. And then I'm going to sit in my chair with my noise canceling on. And I always tell them my noise canceling is on or off because my headphones do both. Mm-hmm. So mom wearing headphones is not necessarily uh, mom can't hear us, but I will straight up tell them noise canceling is going to be on. If you need me, if you need me come tap me and I will immediately stop listening and pay attention to you. But I need you to make sure it's a need. Now I have the privilege of having done a lot of legwork with my five-year-olds to know the difference between a need and a want in moments like that. Right, right. And that's, I think, a fun thing too, is when you have provided all of these regulation techniques, when you've been doing this for a while, if I am fully grumpy and I communicate that to my kids, like, I'm just feeling really grumpy right now and I need a minute, 
And you notice that they say back to you the things you say to them in those moments. Have you drink some water? Mm -hmm. Do you need a snack? Yes. You know, and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, here is the proof of my parenting. Because it is Mm -hmm. so natural for them to be like, oh, you're having a hard time. Let me do. And not in a way of like uh, walking on eggshells fear, but like out of care. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so cool. It's so cool. I. Well, and it goes both ways. They learn the good tones and they, of course, they learn, you know, how they they have bad moods and they fail to regulate their tone. But I have, from a very young age, worked with my kids of, are you so proud of yourself? Like, I want the validation to come from within them before they seek external validation. Not in place of. It is fine to want validation right. from other people. Of course. But I want them to validate themselves first. And so Friday, we made... Thanksgiving leftover tacos. And part of that process involves taking a tortilla, dipping it in turkey gravy, and then putting it on dry stuffing mix, and then baking those. We made tostadas because I got little tiny taco shells, but you can fold them over the rack and they'll make taco shells that you can then load up with all of this uh, Thanksgiving leftover stuff. And uh, my daughter wanted to help. Well, that particular making of a taco shell is perfect for a five-year-old who wants to be in the kitchen. It's dip it in the gravy, dip it in the stuff, set it aside. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And my son had been playing drums with my husband. So when we sat down for dinner, I made sure to tell everyone, hey, the girl child made all of these taco shells. She made those. I always love doing that, like hyping them up. Yes. (laughs) So fun. And my whole family's so good about it. But what was fascinating about having shown my kids how to communicate, how to use good tone is my son immediately before I got the words out, my son immediately turned to his sister and goes, are you so proud of yourself? Oh, yes. Yes. We're doing it. We're doing it. He was 100% mirroring my tone up to and including my exact vocal inflections. When I say, are you so proud of yourself with that weird lift and up speak? Oh, he for did sure. the whole nine yards. That's what I, anytime that I see my kid doing a rep- repetitive behavior that I don't love, mm-hmm. I will always yeah. look in the mirror first because they learned it somewhere. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. I'll tell you what. There's been a few times where I'm like, oh, I need to handle this in myself because that's me and I don't love it. <laughs> I can't I can't discipline this out of them until I deal with it myself. <laughs> uh, Jack, Jack had a moment the other day where our son definitely mirrored a, a it's a thing that Jack does where he'll ball up his fists and shake them it's it's a stim it's a regulation it is a safe way for him to handle being really frustrated and our son did that but he did it worse in that he ended up instead of just using the vibration to to get the energy out he punched a stuffed animal and oh. Jack was like where did that come from I was like buddy (laughs) we know where it came from we know (laughs) i know where it came from are you not seeing it yeah Uh. yeah that was that was for me my eldest years ago i noticed that if she got anxious she would yell and i went Mm. oh Um, okay yep that Mm. hurts that hurts i i I throw jack under the bus it's happened to me a ton uh, my oldest daughter turned around and went, I know. Oh, <laughs> that was just a mirror that spoke yeah. at me. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I saw that behavior start with my kiddo, 
I was like, okay, yeah, I've been thinking about going back to therapy. That was it. That was like the <laughs> catalyst for me because I, I had been, you know, there's always a reason to put it off. And, you know, again, this is yeah. years ago. So I've come such a long way and I am so proud of myself. <laughs> I have fixed this, right? Like I've, I've done so much better and that anxiety doesn't cause me to kind of lash out anymore. And in doing so, that's mm -hmm. also given me the tools to help my kid navigate hers right. as well. So it's, you know, right. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Do we have another question? We've been on this one for, I, I think we, we abandoned the question a long time ago I'm and we're just talking. I'm pretty sure we stopped talking about tone yeah. regulation. <laughs> We've all been there. You come home after a long day of school drop-offs and work and sports practices, sink into the couch and feel too tired to do anything else. But you still need to deal with dinner and you're just not in the mood for takeout. This is why I love Hungry Root the easiest way to eat healthy. They send you fresh, high-quality groceries, simple recipes, and essential supplements. It's like your personal assistant for easy dinners. I am so excited for dinner tonight because I just got my Hungry Root box and I am making sweet and spicy tofu ramen noodles. I love ramen. My kid is really obsessed with ramen right now. I think we are going to very thoroughly enjoy dinner and everything else that came in our Hungry Root box. Each Hungry Root order is fully customizable. You can choose anything you want or let them decide for you. Take a fun short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, and more. Then They'll build a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. And right now, Hungry Root is offering childproof listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash childproof to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash childproof. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, it really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Nick P. writes, any advice for dads? My wife is pregnant with our first due in December and we couldn't be more excited. Congratulations, Congratulations. Nick and wife. We both feel as prepared as you can be before you've had kids. Love the self-awareness. Thank you, Nick. But do you have any advice for dads, specifically in the newborn phase, the only phase I don't really have an experience with? How can I support my wife through the birth process and newborn life? Okay, so first off, the birth process is going to handle itself. Yeah. <laughs> I think be aware of her birth wants, right? We yeah. did a podcast her, with her Jen birth, Hamilton. Her birth wish list. Yes. We, we just did an episode with Jen Hamilton, the labor and delivery nurse, a few weeks ago. I would definitely listen to that episode because she has some really great insight mm -hmm. on the birth process and that type of support. 
I would make sure that you are aware of what she wants and how to best support her in that area. But once the baby yeah. is here, I think, as you said, there's you're as prepared as you can be. I don't know mm-hmm. that any mom before you have a kid knows what that experience is going to be like, knows yeah. what they're going to want, what their needs are going to be. So we can definitely mm-hmm. let you know what was helpful for us. But I'm willing to bet that those are wildly different things that we needed. I I know for a fact that we wanted and needed different things as different human beings. Right. For me, what was, I think the most valuable thing my husband did was give me time to sleep. Even though at the time he was the one working. So I had twins Mm -hmm. and immediately got priced out of the workplace because we could not afford, we could not afford for me not to work. We could not afford for us to put two infants in daycare and the the budget gap created by the daycare was bigger than the budget gap created in me leaving the workforce. So I stayed at home with the littles. Right. You'd just be working just to pay for daycare at which point. And why? still not actually paying yeah. for all of it. Like <laughs> we still wouldn't be paying all the bills. So he was the one working and I was staying at home, but adults trying to function on an infant sleep schedule is part of what makes having a brand new baby so goddamn hard. Absolutely. Sleep deprivation is a literal torture tactic outlawed by the Geneva Convention, and it's what babies accidentally do to their parents. It's lovely. The beauty of life. It's amazing. (laughs) Welcome to the parenting world, Nick. (laughs) Your baby's going to torture you. Um, So my husband sacrificing his sleep occasionally to ensure we both got a little, if not enough for either of us, was a game changer. We eventually, after the first few months, worked out a system where I would take the brunt of the sleep deprivation through the week because it was going to create an unsafe position for him to have an hour commute to work, to work around heavy diesel machinery because he was a diesel mechanic. Whereas I was keeping two small infants alive that ultimately I could set down in a container for a half a second. So he would sleep through the night more or less, because if a baby cries, you're still going to wake up. You just Mm -hmm. get to go back to sleep while your partner gets up to handle it. And then he would give me some sleep on the weekend. So it was still a very lopsided balance. But being able to communicate those sleep needs and enable each other to get a little bit of sleep, absolutely what I needed him to do. Yeah. See, for me, I would have loved to be able to sleep, but it didn't work out for the way our relationship is. Because for us, Jim was working and he also Mm -hmm. has severe sleep apnea. And Mm -hmm. so for him, it was like, if he had to get up with a baby, okay, let me turn off the mask, take the mask off the whole nine yards. And then that creates an unsafe situation for him too. He has a lot of sleep issues. So it was just easier for me to take the brunt of the sleep deprivation. And I was also nursing. So there wasn't much he could do because I never figured out how to get my kids to take a bottle. So it was kind of, it was on me to feed the babies. But for me, what was most helpful was not help with the baby, 
but help with the other stuff. I don't want to have to cook right now. I don't want to have to clean or keep up with laundry. Can you empty the backpacks of the kids who are in school? Can you refill my water bottle 74 times as I sit under this baby? Can you bring me a snack? You know, so it was for me, it wasn't the support I needed about the baby as much as I needed support outside of that because it was just too much because the baby for me was all consuming. And so while I did appreciate having 20 minutes not under an infant and being able to sleep sometimes or take a shower without having to keep an ear open, you know, that wasn't the focus for me. The support I needed was more in the other household things, less about the baby. But I think really what our advice here is see how see how your wife feels after she has the baby and you know just take initiative on some things ask about others you know what i'm i'm going to throw this out there um because i think in most relationships there is one thing that one piece of the partnership pretty much handles exclusively and there are other things that you handle pretty much exclusively looking back and again I call the newborn stage the fog. So trying to wade through all of that sleep deprivation and emotional, it's hard to remember those times. But what I will say is I handle 99.9% of the cooking by choice. I enjoy cooking. I control the kitchen. I know where everything is. And this is not a because I'm a trad wife. No, it's just I I fucking like cooking and stay out of my kitchen. I just, I prefer yeah. to do this. On the other hand, I don't know shit about how I can barely turn on the lawnmower. We got a riding lawnmower. <laughs> I'm probably going to kill myself if I have to accidentally kill myself if I have to try to figure out how to turn it on. Yeah. Um, I don't. Right. And, is that a failing? Do I need to resolve that? Yeah, probably. But um, if for whatever reason Jack can't mow the yard, I'm going to hope he can before, you know, the just red notices from the city start appearing on the door. Yeah. 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 But looking back, I do wish Jack had had the magical foresight to learn where everything was in the kitchen. That would have made so, because he would, he'd go in and do the dishes and he knew where the baby bottles went because those were new and we used formula, but then he would have to come out and ask me, where's the Red Bull go? And he had the sense to feel really bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he, he would still have to ask more of my mental load. Where's the Red Bull go? And he figured it out. It wasn't every time, but it was of the first few times. So if there is a task that your wife handles or your partner handles more than you, and they are with child, they will be delivering eventually or soon. Take the time to like, learn where the shit is in the kitchen or how to turn on the lawnmower or do that one thing. I honestly love this advice so much because realistically (laughs) thinking back, it was, it's like, it's that mental load that we, I think a lot of times folks end up frustrated with because it's like, well, if I have to tell you how to do all of it, I'm still kind of doing it. Uh, You know, I'm I'm like halfway doing it. (laughs) And so that I think is a great idea is maybe come up with a plan for what you two think would be beneficial for you to take over mm-hmm. to be your tasks. And then once right. the baby is here, reevaluate if you need to, or you already right. have everything under control and you got a good routine going. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's a fog, it's a fog and it's, it can mm-hmm. be hard. And yeah, there might be some sleep deprivation, but it's also like, it's a really great time. It's, it's a balance. By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. 
you totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. All right. I think we have time for one more. And this one's from Tessa M. What is the appropriate age to let your kids start wearing makeup? I don't think there's a limit, personally. Well, there is not an appropriate age for me for playing with makeup. I think the question is probably directed at when do you start letting your kid incorporate makeup in their daily routine, as in doing the makeup themselves and wearing it on the regular I don't think there's an age for me still. I think that because my Mm -hmm. kids play in makeup all the time. They always have. I have special palettes for them. They have rules about it. They can't touch, Mm -hmm. you know, a certain set of my makeup. There's other makeup that is set aside for them. We play in makeup. One of my kids loves to Mm -hmm. fully clown face herself. One of them tries to do a little bit of actual eyeshadow. And for me, I think it being incorporated into their everyday routine and how they leave the house I don't think it's an age, but a skill level. Like if this is something they're really serious mm-hmm. about and it makes them feel good and it's a way to express themselves and they've been working on it. And, you know, I, I'm not going to send my kid to school with the full clown makeup, 
But if right. it's, it's something that's important to them at seven years old and they feel good about it and it's a way to express mm-hmm. themselves, not something they feel they need to do, but something they like to do, I I think I'd be fine with it. For for the most part, yeah. Um, I add an additional layer of I need to have a certain faith and confidence in a couple things. First, the ability to make good choices. So obviously we have to get past the, I fear you might eat the palate. Um, I fear you might stick the wrong parts of it in your mouth or stab yourself with a mascara wand. Like we have to get past that. I mean, I'm still that. doing that at 31. So. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but I also need to have faith and confidence that for the most part, and this Tori is not going to agree with this at all. But for the most part, can you wash your face appropriately to wash the makeup off? Do you have that amount of skill and habitual training to remember, oh, I have put fancy dirt all over my skin. I should wash it off. I wash my face Tori. every day yeah. in the shower in the morning. I wash off yesterday's makeup before I put on today's <laughs> makeup. We all have a routine. I have to wash my makeup off at the end of the day because I have psoriasis and it will absolutely flare and I, my face will begin to fall off. I cannot stand wet on my face unless it's in a shower. I can't do it. (laughs) So don't listen to do what Tori says, not what Tori does here. There are products I don't let my kids use. And those are things that might stab them in the eyeball, like mascara, like eyeliner. If they want eyeliner, Mm -hmm. I will do it for them. And we are not going all the way across the lid. I could give you a little baby wing on the edge, but we are not. You're, mm-hmm. No, I don't even trust myself to not stab you in the eye right now. So I, right. for me, I and think liquid liner burns when it gets it in does. your eyeball, man. It does. I do it nearly every day, but get it in my <laughs> eye. I mean, and it's that inner corner every yeah, time, isn't it? every time. And yeah. with the kids, I don't think there is an age where I would be like, you have to reach this age to start wearing makeup. But I think mm-hmm is more of a tiered thing in how much makeup. I don't think Mm -hmm. that there's any necessity for an eight-year-old to wear a full face with glam and contour and foundation and all the nine yards, maybe to play in sometimes. Just put some glitter eyeshadow and some fun lipstick on them. That's all they want in the first place. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, it's not like an age limit for me. I don't think it's that serious, but it's also not a conversation Mm -hmm. I've had to have, right? They just, they still are just in play with makeup right now. And I I have had to have that conversation because I've got a 16-year-old. The only hard limit I set was, because I happen to have a girl, you have to hit definitive puberty before I'll let you entertain um, full face, before we're talking anything more than maybe a little loose powder, when we're talking foundation, contour, blush, the whole nine yards. And the reason I picked that particular moment is your skin is changing at that point. Right. putting oily makeup all over your skin is going to exacerbate any sort of hormonal acne or cystic acne. So if you've got a family history of cystic acne, carefully consider both the quality and how often you let your littles put that on their face because that will impact. And that's a thing that both you and I do when it comes to our kids playing in makeup is we both have a rule of I will not get makeup for my kid that I wouldn't put on my own skin. Yes. No play makeup. Yes. You can have my my old mm-hmm. color pop palette. I will get you yeah. an elf palette where I I mm-hmm. stay away from the uh, the play makeup because if I wouldn't feel comfy putting it on my skin, I don't want it on theirs, which is more sensitive. But yeah. I actually I like that that rule with the foundation. I think that's a good way to think of it because I hadn't even mm-hmm. considered that until this conversation. <laughs> 
So it's a good thing. Yeah. Good thing you, to you, think it's, of. it's the same thing with hair dye. We get questions a bunch about hair dye. When would you let them? I'll let them Kool-Aid color from the point they have hair that will accept it. I'll let them play with some Demi dyes on the tips. I am I am in the idea of bleaching one of my kids' hair right now. My middleest. The oldest one? The my middleest. Yes. She has a, is she has younger a, than I would have expected. That's younger than I would have expected. If you asked me a year ago, I don't think I would have considered it, but... She's a side shave and she wants it mm-hmm. to be red. And so I talked to a hairstylist friend about safety and, and we have a whole list of things to do to make sure she won't be sensitive. But also this mm-hmm. is not going to happen, I don't think, because she realizes it takes a lot of time and she's seven. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't she wants it, but she doesn't want to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. relatable. So it's something I'm entertaining. If she decides one day, like I do want to spend the next four hours doing my hair, let's do it. I don't think, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not pushing For it. For me, <laughs> that boundary, again, f- to even entertain permanent hair dyes, I do need to get to puberty because again, there's changes happening in your hair. Your scalp is way more sensitive as a young child. And I am more convinced that a 10, 11, 12 year old would know the difference between, "Mm, this is sort of a tingly feeling because there's bleach or toner or dye on my scalp. And oh no, this is an unsafe feeling. Yeah. This is, we need to take this off. Like I'm more convinced that a preteen to teen would be able to safely communicate. This just feels weird or no, this feels bad. We need to stop this process. So that's, that's a big concern. And I don't want to ruin their growth pattern and how the hair comes out of their scalp by applying bleach too young before, you know, the hormones have sort of settled your hair. Right. And that's the thing, because I did ask a hairstylist about it and they said, it's really not a concern as long as you're not overdoing it. Yeah. But that is a good caveat for me is that anybody who has seen me on social media knows how often I'm messing with my hair. I would not <laughs> let my kids do that. Uh, that That yeah. is a rule I would have. No, absolutely not. You cannot bleach your hair three times in a month. That's not good for you. <laughs> well, and it's, I, I give my eldest who is well within range to do whatever she wants. She cannot do the bright colors because she is in a sport that prohibits that. Mm-hmm. And while I disagree with that prohibition, it's a battle that Abby has asked me not to fight. So I said, okay, right. I'm not going to complain that I feel like hair color does not affect your ability to run real fast, real far, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> She asked me not to fight it. I said, all right, I, I won't pick that battle. She goes, I'm I'm, I'm saving you for something more important than hair color for track. Okay. That's cool. valid. Can respect. Yeah. Valid. She's well within boundary. But the, the rule I gave her is if you want to do shit like what I do to my hair, you have to be okay with shaving your head. If Absolutely. you are not okay with going fully bald, you are not okay with trying to do what I do. I am okay with going fully bald. So at any point, I could dump chemicals all over my head. I could break all my hair off. I could melt it. I'm even aware that I could injure myself if I do it really, really wrong. But I'm willing to accept that risk and those consequences and be bald. So I'm okay with doing to my head what I do. And Abby is very much, she's like, I don't want to be bald. Okay, then you can't do what I do. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With with my kids, they've sometimes, I have different types of hair dyes that are, I have like an oil that will dye their hair. I have some spray on. I have some paints, like so many products that can put color in their hair that will last anywhere Mm -hmm. from one day to like a week. We will Mm -hmm. use those all the time. But realistically, anytime my kid has been like, I want to put color in my hair and I say, cool, here's the process. And they go, 
Never mind. Yeah. I have put Arctic Fox and Eero Eero in my kids' hair, but not touching their scalp. Only tips. We took the girl child's hair and put it in a ponytail and dipped the ends of the ponytail in some Arctic Fox. And then the boy, it was just, you remember when he had the, the faux hawk? Yeah. It was just the very front long tip. That's the only part that we could get to dye because I couldn't get it to not scalp. For us, a couple of years ago on Halloween, we decided to go as characters from the Disney Zombies trilogy. And I was Zed. Yeah, pinnacle I, film at the I, time. Right, of course. And I dyed my hair green to be this character. And my littlest, mm -hmm. Beans, who was four at the time, she wanted to be Addison with the blue hair. So I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to dump Arctic Fox on your head. Like, let's do it. I uh, didn't care about getting that on the scalp. It's just a conditioning color. I'm not worried about that one. That's yeah. different than bleach. Anyway, because I didn't bleach it, her hair was also green. <laughs> <laughs> For like three yeah. weeks, but it was fine. It's no worries. It went back to normal. That, that was our timer. Oh, holy. Every time, man. Yeah. Every time. I know it's coming. Like sometime, typically about five, six minutes before I know the timer's supposed to go off. Yeah. And then I'll start I expecting just get it. Distracted. And then I forget about it. Right. That's, and we had so many other questions. We're going to have to do these more often because, yeah. Yeah. Because we get sidetracked. But you know what? People should send us more questions, honestly, so that we can continue yes. to get sidetracked and only answer some of them. So go ahead and email us. <laughs> your questions uh, let us know when you would let your kid wear makeup or dye their hair email us at childproof at betches.com be sure to follow us on tiktok and instagram i'm mama cusses they are tori phantom definitely follow betches moms as well and so you don't miss an episode be sure to subscribe to childproof on apple spotify or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts don't forget to pre-order my book uh, there are links in pretty much all of my socials as to how you can get there, as well as all of Tori's socials as to how you can get there. Don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple and Spotify. We love hearing from you. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.